0: Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Frank, and I'm here with AJ. How you doing?
1: Valamagoulis, everybody. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm doing well, man. Um, We have uh, triumphantly succeeded along with these showrunners of Game of Thrones, and we have Fulfilled the prophecy (laughs) of uh, recording an episode, post every episode of Game of Thrones this season, season seven. Um, We just watched the season finale of this season titled The Dragon and the Wolf. Last night, uh, Sunday, August 27th, so tonight's Monday. Um, What are your thoughts, man?
1: (laughs) Holy shit, dude. Okay, so I loved it, of course, but I... In other seasons, like of of Game of Thrones, like the season finale really culminates and put a cap, puts a cap on that season. Or in you know maybe what we'll come to call as you know different parts. Like will there be a fourth, a second, third movement? Will there be three distinct you know parts? Will we look at this season ultimately as one season? Like time will tell. But uh, when watching the season finale, I can't tell you how much I how much fan service I feel we're getting and it it doesn't feel like fan service it feels earned and it feels like a crazy you know one of the craziest longest best episodes of Game of Thrones I've ever seen Frank what did you think
0: uh yeah I I I agree completely um this this season has been very different um and I, I do think that this finale kind of Fixed a lot of the problems that we've been having With the past couple of episodes Um, Having The extra screen time Definitely uh, was a benefit And you know after Some of the events of last week and how we We both kind of have been saying that The show has felt slightly rushed Considering uh, the the Shortened episode count you know it's like Well why aren't they just doing more episodes If there's more story to tell that they're clearly not Showing us Um, but you know we like we paused at one point in the middle of the episode. We're like, oh, this episode's like so good. Like they're finally like actually talking. It feels like Game of Thrones again. You've got you know scenes with characters that haven't had scenes together in a long time. But then there's still action, and uh, I think that's sort of um, the balance that has been missing for a while. Um, I, I like the point that you made. That you know, in hindsight, will we look back on seasons? Uh, 7 and 8 and say like well that was really basically one season kind of split into two because they've definitely been billing it as two separate seasons and we're going to have to wait a long time to get the next one but I, I was satisfied I think um, it's interesting in that a lot of the uh, season so far has uh, basically followed a formula of like episode 9 is the big episode and then 10 is the aftermath um, so they kind of had to play with our expectations in that regard throughout the season. Like when are we going to get the big episode and when is it going to be the aftermath? And you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily following that anymore. I I don't know if we, if they have to, they just have to kind of continue to deliver.
1: Okay. So, I mean, we're a day after we've had a day to let it like sink in. Like, can I ask you, like, were you thinking about anything? Like did anything kind of ruminate with you? And we'll start with that because, to be totally honest, like I feel like it's like I've seen a Star Wars movie, and I had beautiful Star Wars dreams, and now I'm <laughs> thinking about Star Wars all day. This is the same thing and experience I have with things like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, because they really do, you know, Im- impact me, and I like I think about them in terms of their story, in terms of the characters, trying to figure out in my mind and put everybody on the board in different places. Is there anything that sticks out to you, kind of as a day coming from the day after? You know um that you uh think shows up sub- shows us something about season seven episode seven seasons the fin- season finale <laughs> so many sevens they they did that on purpose too i'm sure yeah, yeah i'm sure um i'm sure
0: yeah you know, should we make it 77 minutes too no like, <laughs> has, like, five more minutes than that um yeah no i agree like coming out of it i mean most of these episodes Really, we come out, we're like, oh yeah, thinking about and all the theories and all the things, but it's like, this is it for a while. We're gonna yeah, have to this sit is with it
1: for a while.
0: It. We're gonna have to sit with this. We're gonna have to think about what happened. Um, I, I think, for me, the most interesting thing is gonna be okay. Well, John and Danny boned, oh and God. they're basically as soon as they land at Winterfell, they're gonna find out the the truth about his lineage. And either it's going to—I like, feel like that's there's going to be a significant split. Like, it's going to go down one path, and you're going to be like, well, fuck it, you know, we're both the same blood, and, you know, I pledge myself to you, and now we're kind of just going to do this together, it doesn't matter. Or it's going to be a huge point of contention And that, like, once this war with the White Walkers is over, there's going to be some butting heads if everyone survives. Um, the other thing— um, As we were watching through this episode, I felt very confident that Sansa and Arya were on the same team. And I was so, so satisfied by all those scenes there. And the way that Littlefinger got his finally. And that it also showed that Bran was not just being useless all season. That they were specifically not showing us a lot of the things that were going on at Winterfell. And all the things that they showed us were like... Kind of manipulating us too, if you know sure what I mean.
1: okay, okay, okay um do you think that they showed us enough to deliver on all of little fingers you know doings and um, me- uh, mechanics, or did because to me it 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 kind of felt a little bit forced. And, like, I think, like, it's, like, yeah, like, totally awesome. Like, I was expecting, you know, something. But, you know, I think I need to see a little bit more of, like, you know, uh, Peter Baelish, you know, little fingering.
0: Yeah, I I could see that. I think... um...
1: Or are we just supposed to look at his character in the totality of what he's already done? Because that's something that, like, I think that, you know, someone, I don't mean to insult her, but Shayna, like, wouldn't know because she's only been watching for the past two episodes to two seasons. So when we're watching it, you know, she doesn't know who John Aaron is or, like, how awesome Ned Stark was or what the Blackwater is. Like, she doesn't have that kind of context. So, like, I think that maybe we needed to see that. Maybe we need to see some more so that when he finally is dead, you're like, fucking yes! Even more so than the people who've been watching it, then who've also been watching it all along, it should also pay off to them as well.
0: I guess that's that's a good point. Um, You know, speaking from someone that has been watching it for the the full time and have read the books, it's it is very satisfying because like the all all of the moments, and maybe it would have been a little bit more impactful to have like as Bran is speaking all of these. Uh, atrocities that he's committed, like having it cut to something, you know, like I, you know, how uh, later in the sh- the episode, Bran is looking at a vision of Rhaegar and Lyanna. We'll get to that, but like,
1: right, we'll if there's just
0: a like a scene and like some something that that confer- confirms like all the things he's done recently, um, or um, to have some sort of scene, maybe an episode or two ago to see the breaking point of where, like, Sansa and Arya realize Littlefinger is trying to split them apart, and then it's like, okay, now it's time to take him down. It was really satisfying to, like, know that they've been playing him this whole time, but, like, I, I could see where showing a little bit more may have been um, a little bit more impactful for, like, the ending of such a, a huge player of the game. Like, he was, like...
1: like the best player of the game. Wanted seriously. to sit on the Iron Throne. Like... Yeah. His, that was his whole drive in life he tells sansa this like he does crazy shit he does crazy shit
0: yeah but and they, they won they they like he did not see this coming at all
1: yeah but we didn't see it coming either like True. that's the thing like i like I wish we had seen it coming. Just a little I wish I had stepped out the subway platform just a little bit more to make sure it's a four train and not a six train. Just <laughs> so I just so I know. And then right when he gets it, everybody's like, oh, this is awesome. Instead yeah. of Shayna being like, well, what did he really do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, I get it. Like, when uh, you know, because we know him. he fucking kill. He killed everybody. Yeah. But well, he's like- but but you have to know from years ago now, yeah. and that's a, that's such a difference than like any other show. Like, Curb is going to be coming back after a five year hiatus. This show yeah. has been going on for going to be eight years. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's nuts. Okay, so I just I, I, I did I, lo- I loved it though, and I and I do need to say that Aria like the whole acting thing like. When it flipped, I was like, wait, like, are she really going to kill Arya? Like, that's pretty fucked up. But, like, as soon as it flipped, I'm like, okay. And then when she killed him with the, the blade, that was awesome. Yeah. So, do, so cool okay, he, does she get her face? Does she get his face? Because that is I, a valuable face.
0: I That is a very valuable face. I said this to Megan earlier today. I was like, I think she has to. And, like, because at this point... What's Arya's mission? Obviously, she still has her list. Like, sure, she'd be valuable in the fight against the White Walkers, and she's got Valyrian steel. But like, that's not her game. Her game is the deception and sneaking around. Like, she should take his face, go down to King's Landing, and fucking kill Cersei. Like, fulfill <laughs> no one of her Easily. lists. <laughs> like, well, that's gotta be her. That's gotta be her arc. King's
1: Landing. That's gotta be her arc. That's gotta be the Stark's insurance plan. That's got to be what they got to be doing, right? Like, sure. Got to get down Arya can do this. If she is able to impersonate him and she and uh, does it convincingly enough, she can get down there and get with Cersei and slice her throat and be done with it.
0: But and then, ha- cool but way. then
1: she has to kill the mountain. <laughs> I don't know how she can <laughs> kill the mountain, especially as he's like, not the really the mountain anymore. Okay. No Clegane Bowl. No what Clegane the fuck? Ball. They teased
0: it. Um, I, I feel like these showrunners are like, guys, just hold on one minute. Like, we can't do it right here because there's no reason for it. But like, does the Hound like see it in the flames or something? Does he know that this is his like, or is he just like, you're mine. One of these days, I'm gonna take you out. I mean, what if Arya and Clegane, uh the Hound, go to win, uh, to Winterfell? Not to Winterfell. To King's Landing together and then just like take them both out.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the hound is going is gone now, right? He's not he wouldn't go to Winterfell. He's not or, that dumb. He knows he knows Jon Snow would let would Jon well, Snow see, would allow Arya to kill him.
0: That's the other thing that kind of bothered me about this episode that of the very few things that actually bothered me. Like it was a little bit unclear like okay, wait, where did everyone go again? Where is everyone moving to? Cuz people move quickly. Like we know that John and Danny are on the ship to White Harbor. We know Jamie's on a horse, probably to Winterfell. But like a lot, of, we had so many players at the Dragon Pit, and then everyone just split, and like it was a little unclear, like which destinations people were going. Like we didn't even see Gendry this episode. Like the last we saw, he was at Eastwatch. So did he like get covered
1: in snow? Like no, we're gonna see there. If you don't see them die. I know yeah. they're not. They're they're still alive. Like so, you know whatever happened to uh, okay Tormund
0: and Tormund
1: Baric. and Barric. Like homeboys, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> like, them. They're gonna like, march a-
0: across from Eastwatch on the top of the wall all the way to Castle Black and be like, "Hey guys, the wall fell down." Like
1: <laughs> They <help. laughs> I mean, they kind of have to, right? They have to. Yeah. So okay, so that's their initial game plan. Now that spoilers, 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 go fuck yourself. The Night King is riding Viserion <laughs> and shooting blue plasma. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like okay. So let's okay. Let's clarify let's talk here. About, I want to talk about this because, like, I listen. I think we're gonna get a lot of resolution at Winterfell, and we'll come. We can even come back to Winterfell. But that scene, this the the last ten minutes of just the visual. Uh, White Walker porn was incredible. <laughs> incredible.
0: Yeah, and like they, it's interesting because how many seasons now have they ended with? Oh, the White Walkers are like continuing to v- advance along, and like they <laughs> finally fucking knocked that wall down. And like because he had a weapon that would would do it, and they're through. And we'll see how quickly they'll they'll make it to like Winterfell or shoutouts
1: to the. St- uh, super critical nuclear podcast um, that these guys do. And they talked about how the dragons are like metaphors for nuclear weapons. Oh, and <laughs> it was just awesome. And it, the, it, the stuff that they, they posted, I think it was an article. It was, it was very, very cool. So I, I highly recommend that, That's uh, awesome. but dude. Okay. So Viserion looks like a white dragon, but, it looks obviously, but obviously, fire is it melts ice. So, like, I don't understand. Is this an ice dragon? Are we made to believe it's an ice dragon? Or is this, like, a zombie dragon? Like, what kind of powers, like, the power set of this animal, this creature, are <laughs> fascinating to me. What kind also of Pokemon the, is it? <laughs> yeah, also... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, um, the Night King riding him. With just like just like the same thing, like I would have loved to see the Night King smile. I don't know if the Night King is allowed to smile, (laughs) but yeah,
0: like he hasn't even spoken. So yeah,
1: I feel like in that moment, like a little bit of a grin because he's riding the fucking dragon about the top of a wall. Like let us see the Vaderness in him and not just look at him as the embodiment of all death and evil. And like that's a crazy thing to be at too. Okay. So, so with the, na-
0: the dragon, well, really quick. Let's <laughs> it, talk, about, it's talk more about the dragon. <laughs> so for for one thing, I feel like it, it looks a lot like something out of Lord of the Rings. Oh was, my god! Just, yes, It like, so totally the, looks the like a race dragon. Yeah, like the wings kind of breaking apart and all that. So I, I'm still unclear exactly what it was. I'm really glad that it was breathing something blue. I think that that imagery is really cool and is going to be awesome when it goes up against a real dragon because that of course is happening um i i don't know like is it a blue flame but a blue flame would be hotter than a red flame so it could be or is it like i don't know if it's ice necessarily or is it more of a like just magic magic concussive blast like i read something like more like a cyclopsy energy that it's throwing out. And that's why it like actually broke it. Because it didn't look like it was melting the wall.
1: It didn't look like it was melting the wall, though. That, I agree with you.
0: So, or it could have just been but some also sort the of magic. Wall, yeah.
1: The wall can't really be melted. It's It's got crazy magic around it. It's and got the magic. fact that they blew through it is like a huge deal. Yeah. So I don't know what they plan to do next. I know that these guys don't move very fast. Um but yo we got to get on this shit quick so let's just so how far about is Winterfell from Eastwatch do we estimate like what like a two days ride
0: I I mean I would think so it it never like it never seemed like Winterfell and Castle Black were all that far um we basically got there within an episode back in season 1 even so i right. would imagine Eastwatch is maybe a two-day, three-day ride. And if they're moving that slowly, but then the other thing is like on their way from Eastwatch to Winterfell, they're going to be making a bigger army because let's be real. There's so many people. There are so many more people. Like they're going to take over whomever they killed at Eastwatch. They're going to take over um, isn't um, I think like either the Umbers or, or one of the like car starks or like there's another castle on that side Mm -hmm. that could easily get taken and like you know that adding that many people and plus he's got the dragon he's just gonna fly and he's gonna be like killing people and making more of an army ahead of where the rest of the army is probably right like just (laughs) it's terrible but it's like inevitable and so i feel like that's why i think this that stuff.
1: the night king wins and like the joke is on us like the, we're like like literally like i want to like it has to be said like that's how the, it ended the show has had two positive ending seasons where upturns were had for characters that we love and no one was really killed or murdered in a in, who we hate who we loved and like now I think the ultimate irony of this show is that, like, maybe the these all these people are gonna die, <laughs> like, it's and like possible. they're just ac- accepting the inevitable that, you know, you know, there you can't you can't stop you know the changing of the times and stuff. Like, and
0: maybe like maybe the bittersweet ending that they've been foreshadowing is that like some of our favorite characters just leave Westeros and just be like, well. We couldn't do it. No,
1: he's it, not gonna. No, he's not gonna do a Tolkien where everyone well, just has to leave. That's well, not gonna be him. He's gonna kill them. But that's, I can't imagine him MO. killing every. That's single his MO. Character. <laughs> no, I don't think it's gonna be every single character. But I think a lot of them are gonna like you know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I but wish if that they I don't felt
0: kill every character. There's no way that they would survive being in Westeros in with the Night King winning, so, like, where else would they go? Like, it just seems like... <laughs> they have to leave. <laughs> or they win. I mean, like, I think there's a certain possibility. Like, it is very heavily stacked against them right now. Um, the fact that a lot of players have united is is really great, but obviously we've seen, um, you know, the way that with one dragon down, like, it could happen again. That Like, if that's their best asset, like, what else can they do? Um, they got to start making more weapons and they haven't done that yet. Really? Like, I mean, they've, they've sort of done it, but like, we haven't seen large scale weapons. Like they need a dragon glass scorpion thing to shoot down the Syrian, the white dragon.
1: <sighs> and they haven't thought of that at all.
0: I'm sure. No, they haven't. They're, they're just Wait, thinking no, about no, no, boning but on we the
1: boat. No, 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 no. But we see Bran and he's green seeing to the wall. Right, right. So, like, wouldn't it stand to reason that Brand could tell John that, and Danny that the like in his awkward, weird way that like Viserion is now an ice dragon, and they're like, "What?" We well,
0: I'm that. sure. I I think so. Like, I while we said that Tormund and Beric are going to make their way to Castle Black, I think that might be the first time like the Night's Watch members hear about it. But I do think that Danny and John are going to get to Winterfell. He's going to tell them about. Aegon Targaryen and then they're gonna be like oh and by the way Viserion's not completely dead and the wall is down and they're coming like all that is happening like right away because he's if he sees this he's been watching his advancements for the past season he's definitely seen him come to the wall right
1: okay so let's talk about the scene preceding this which is where Sam Tarley shows up at Winterfell, and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Samuel Tarley, so happy you came here. <laughs> and he goes up to go talk to Bran. And Bran's like, what are you doing here? Why would Bran say that? He knows exactly why he's there. Do not tempt a Jedi. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to be Master Yoda on these people. Anyway, so. Uh, they have this conversation, and Sam, I think, reacts. He's like, you're on the Three-Eyed Raven. He's like, oh, really? (laughs) I don't
0: know what that is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that was, like, the first time anybody's ever, like, kind of laughed off what he said. He's told Arya and Sansa, right? Mm -hmm. And both of them have reacted and been like, okay, well, we're women, and we're gonna be kind of quiet about this. Whereas, like, these other guys, like, uh, Sam was like (laughs) like, What the fuck are you talking about? And got him to explain. And here we have on screen proof Bran Stark fucking saying it that Jon Snow is not Jon Snow. He's actually Aegon Targaryen, the legitimate son of uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna Stark, married, uh, totally cool, uh, Brand had to go back and check his homework. Apparently, he had not done the reading.
0: <laughs> yeah, like so, like that just doesn't track for me. It's like so he knows everything, but he missed that one key detail. Well, and he ob- had to get here's it. What,
1: but- here's what I think. I think that Brand, being a Stark, always grew up wanting to believe that Jon Snow was his brother. Okay. And always loved Jon Snow so much because how can you not love Jon Snow? Everyone loves Jon Snow. So he loves Jon Snow with all of his little heart. And he doesn't want to believe, you know, the story. Uh, you know, anything other than the story of how he knows John came to be his brother. So at a certain point, when uh Bran came to the realization that uh Jon Snow was not in fact his brother, I think it w- it was made more clear and violent for him by seeing Lyanna the way that she was and kind of processing that as a as becoming the three-eyed raven while understanding what's going on but also not really uh you know looking beyond the end of his nose in his journey to become the three-eyed raven you know sure. what i mean this is kind of like him stumbling a little bit because he he really missed this kind of key um piece of information that if he had you know, kind of entertained in his mind, he could have already taken care of. But right. because he didn't and he was selective, it kind of closes off his abilities in some ways. So I, I hope that this is like an awakening for Bran and well, look at it in kind of that way, because he can use his powers for, you know, he has amazing, incredible powers, but uh, ultimately we want him to be able to uh look at them you know kind of from a neutral perspective or he's gonna have to when he becomes you know probably the weirwood tree out you know near westeros
0: (laughs) yeah well and it, it makes me wonder a little bit about his powers like you know uh we we hear from sam that he um what was it the the high septon had written this in his personal diary so like maybe that means that while bran can see all he doesn't necessarily like know everyone's thoughts and you know if he's someone if he sees the high Septon writing in a book he but like i don't know if you gotta if go knock on this
1: house in new mexico dressed right. as butters and craig <laughs> but like if
0: the event happened he should be able to be like okay i want to see what everything that rhaegar and liana did and he should be able to see that right i don't know right. and then the other thing that i was curious about so the old three-eyed raven max von cito like, mm-hmm. he had the ability to bring Bran in and, and help him, but he only was able to bring Bran in because Bran was also a Green Seer. Is that how it works? And I it's think, not.
1: No, I think it was because, like, Bran is probably, like, a once in a generation war G- Green Seer person. Okay. You know, and because of this kind of situation that everybody's about to be in with the Great War, um, you know. but So here, it's not I think that. Here sh- we go.
0: He it's not that he could then be like oh uh, Sam or oh John like let me like touch you and kind of professor Professor X like both of us see this vision I don't think yeah he, can he do that. no
1: he can he totally can't do it he can okay. only I think he can only see what's relevant to him you know like okay. he can see Arya he can see Sansa he can see, he can uh, you know probably see John he can probably see uh probably saw you know Rincone. And, and we'll like learn about that when, when he sees John, I'm sure he'll bring that up. Um, right. So, you know, it's going to be crazy when they all get there. Do you think that they're ever going to all get there? Or at is this, this point... or, or, or can you never go home again, Sam?
0: Well, so at this <laughs> point, I think, um, <laughs> I think since we left the, like we were talking about this, I feel like last week where we're like, are they all going to reunite? And like to have it this season didn't happen, but John is on his way to Winterfell. The other three Starks are still at Winterfell with no sign of leaving yet. I think they're going to reunite. Danny's going to be there. Sam's going to be there. Probably Brienne and Jamie are almost there. Like, I think there's going to be another big, uh, a lot, many, many character reunion or first meetings in Winterfell, right on you know the front lines and. Um, it's going to be epic <laughs> like this. This last episode of Dragon Pit, you know, when there's like a dozen plus main characters or supporting characters, named characters that we care about. It's it was hard to you know, I don't think everyone even got uh, the screen time that they deserved, which is which is crazy to see. No, in no, episode. no.
1: Awesome. Like anything from Varys in the last episode, nothing that Missendei did. We don't know what happened to Grey Worm. We don't know what happened at Highgarden. You know, are we all to believe that they were just at a stalemate and just kind of hanging out there? Well, okay. Is the Dothraki horde and the Unsullied just hanging out at Highgarden?
0: So that was the other thing that I was confused about too. So it wasn't just me. So the episode starts with Jamie and Braun on top of a tower looking at the Unsullied and the Dothraki running in. I again, I thought that was Highgarden at first, but it's like, well, how could Jamie be there? I'm pretty sure that that scene was King's Landing. It just didn't look like King's Landing. And uh, so, what to me that means that okay, the Unsullied then just there. they Unsullied just marched across Westeros without us seeing them move, which like is kind of lazy. I feel like they should have just shown us like okay, like time to go or something. Just to see that they're moving and leaving where they were. Cause everything sort of looks the same.
1: And that's a CGI shot. Like, yeah. I, like I know it costs money, but like, come on guys. <laughs> right? Like, like you don't have to get the actors there. Just make sure we know where everybody is. Like, I think that this season more so than a lot of the other seasons. And I hope that this is talked about or thought about enough so that the last six episodes or however many they end up being, um, that we, uh, you know, they think about move, showing us the characters again, because yeah. it's so—it's just—it's too far. We're too far into the game to start missing stuff like that now. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, okay, so I don't know what happened there. Like, I guess we'll all just find out next season whether Grey Worm and Missende are gonna have another uh, uh powwow. <laughs> um, but <laughs> nobody would be more thrilled than I to see it happen again. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about. Um, uh, you want to talk about King's Landing? You want to talk about the whole shit?
0: I think we should. Um, first of all, it was a pretty epic way to start. You know, you get all these characters kind of uh, showing up together, um, with, you know, one notable absent being, uh, absence being Daenerys. Um, and we all kind of get to the Dragon Pit. And, and, like, Megan and I, again, this was another scene where we're on the edge of our seat, because we're like, fucking is gonna pull some shit, she's gonna have some trap, like, I hope this, like, stadium isn't lined with wildfire, like, you know, obviously once she shows up there, it's like, okay, I think we're okay, okay, but then she leaves, and it's like, oh my god, they're gonna blow up. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna kill everybody, and the, right. game, the game's gonna end. Um, but obviously that didn't happen, and then uh, Daenerys decides to be fashionably late, which was badass. Um, and we had the first of several scenes of back to Game of Thrones kind of style, you know, where, where yep. we have long conversations back and forth between many characters. We have obviously like dozens at the Dragon Pit, then later on, and we'll get to this, like the Cersei Tyrion scene, the uh, Jamie Cersei scene, um. It just it felt like Game of Thrones again, which was really really refreshing to see. But you know, Make
1: America conspire again.
0: But you know, the uh, the bringing the white to the south worked. Um, there there was a moment there where it's like, really, is it gonna make it all the way and not uh, be a zombie anymore? But. It was terrifying, looked like straight out of *The Walking Dead*, and um, all the major players saw it. And Cersei believes it, and but ultimately decides to play everyone again, um, which is is true to the character. If anything, you know she's she's gonna always have her own motivations, and um, at this point, um, you know we have. Uh, her basically saying that Euron is uh actually going to go get the Golden Company and that, you know, that they're not actually gonna fight alongside the rest of the players in this war.
1: Uh, okay. Um I wanna talk about when it started though. Because sure. I think that when it when when we get there, you know, you see everybody, you see um that brianne and jamie say what's up and and you know yeah uh you see hound you know walking around talking with uh lady Brienne too like it was it was crazy and everybody's there kind of you know for the first time again you see Braun, everyone why can't broad come to the good team Braun has to come back to the good side where I love him. He's a great character. It makes me very nervous when I see him. He's gonna die. He almost died against the dragon. It's crazy I'm rooting for the dragon against Braun. Who am I? <laughs> but I mean, now that Jamie's
0: not on Cersei's side, maybe he decides to follow suit. I don't know.
1: Okay, so let- Okay. So Alright, so ultimately, here's how the meeting goes. They get there. You know, the Hound, he charges up on uh, Sir Gregor, uh, the other Clegane, and he sees what's going on. And now that the Hound, I would imagine, is a follower of the Lord of the Light, and he can see shit in the fucking flames. I'm sure he's kind of like a born again kind of (laughs) guy. And when he's talking about I've seen, you know, what happens to you, like he's fucking seen what happens to him. Yeah. And I'm curious to see whatever the fuck that is I was bummed uh, as fuck to not see them fight I was hoping that they were going to battle I thought that it was going to be you know what we had always kind of dreamed about of course there's no real motive you know we're all kind of just you know snobby in that way I guess at this point but uh, ultimately you know I'm down to see them interact again I don't know if we will I think that you know whatever happens to Sir Gregor is going to be not so good Mm-hmm. But the Hound kind of storms off. He goes away, and then everyone's thinking, like, oh, maybe he's, like, piecing. I'm like, nope, he's going to go get the thingy. He comes back. He has the white, the zombie equivalent in Game of Thrones. Now, according to, you know, what I've seen, you can touch the whites, and they can touch you. They can bite you. They don't turn you into a white. You have to die, and then a white walker resurrects you, right? That's
0: to my understanding as well, yes. These are the rules. These are the the. <laughs> The supernatural rules of this show. (laughs) Okay.
1: So then they unleash this thing. It wakes up. You you know, Shayna was like, oh, it died on the way. I'm like, you can't kill it. It's the undead. So then it wakes up. You know, it has a, it scares, it it looks like it scares the fuck out of Cersei. It does. And then she's like, okay, um, we got to work together on this. And I think this is Cersei's, now what we're going to see from now on is we're going to see two sides of Cersei. We're going to see pregnant Cersei, and we're going to see crazy Cersei. So pregnant Cersei is like, okay, Danny, like, truce, like, done. Like, we're not going to fight right now. And then talks to Jon Snow, and Jon Snow's out there being Jon Snow. And for one time, being Jon Snow gets Jon Snow fucking in trouble.
0: Hold on. so Not for one time. Jon Snow gets in trouble a lot for being an honest man. Like, he got
1: stabbed he death. got <laughs> he got stabbed but even more so he's able to come back and we all kind of knew he was coming back so sure. like that's not let, let's not mince meat here Jon Snow was doing what he shouldn't have been doing and it, everybody was right like can you fucking lie for five minutes and just deal with it and move the fucking pieces I and know. It, so okay so Cersei walks off in a huff everybody's pissed Danny, not so pissed. Not pissed at all. Not yeah. even a little bit.
0: No, she's 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 digging the, the Jon Snow, standing up for her and bending the I knee mean, and telling everyone. I mean, how can everyone. you not
1: dig Jon Snow, though? Yeah. Like, don't <laughs> you remember, like, season one, season two, and you're like, oh, Robb Stark's okay. I give a fuck about Jon Snow. Jon Snow is trying to do this shit. He's yeah. out there. He has he had y- Egret at one point. It was crazy. Now... Jon Snow, he's like a superhero of this show. He came back to fucking Life. He has a a sword that stabs white Walkers and they break into a thousand pieces. Like he's crazy. So of course, everybody loves him, and Danny loves him, which is crazy because everybody falls in love with Danny. Not everybody is able to uh, Danny doesn't fall in love with everybody else, right. right. She didn't fall in love with Dario immediately. She didn't fall in love with Jorah immediately. She didn't fall in love with Tyrion immediately. She is interested, and then at a certain point, Jon Snow here he comes, and she's like, "Oh man, this is my this is my jam." (laughs) So, uh, they have this really great, you know, meet cute, you know, in the dragon pit. It's satisfying because, like, for so
0: long, it's felt forced, and that they were like making this happen and like oh they like they seeing them actually talk and like seeing them have these smaller moments it it means that once we get to the end of the episode it feels like a natural progression
1: oh it so does and then when you get to the end of the episode and you know we've seen what we've seen it's totally worth it now i can imagine what miss clark looks like <laughs> from past seasons yeah i'm bummed that they didn't give us a uh, something but you know yeah. Jon snow has a nice ass and he did he did very well <laughs> did a great and job <laughs> he did a great job you know doing everybody's you know fantasy for the for the last eight years so amazing yeah so now everybody has that i can't wait to see the fan art that comes out from that scene Ugh. that people are gonna make Yeah. And all the fan fiction and, you know, Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones erotica. Uh,
0: Winter is coming.
1: So, (laughs) no shit. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so when Tyrion sees them uh, yeah, what do you think is going through Tyrion's head? So, here,
0: I have a couple of theories. On the one hand, there's the Tyrion that had just met with Cersei and we didn't necessarily see the end of that scene we just see them coming back so there could be other information that he knows and that maybe he maybe somehow he knows that Cersei isn't going to fight the war Um, so there's that or there's maybe there's a little bit of Tyrion kind of lusting for Danny, and maybe there's a little bit of like but they never really showed that before so I don't think that's real but there could be the concerned hand in that like you've got this young strapping man who just bent the knee to you like maybe he wants her to be a little bit more cautious and instead of getting right into bed with him um i don't know like it it was a little strange to see him standing there like listening not watching and feeling uncomfortable um Mm. I'm, or or somehow someone told him the the true lineage of, of of Jon Snow, um, which no. I think is less likely. We're
1: but. We're we're. I don't think him or Varys know about Jon Snow. In fact, I don't think anyone. No. The only person I thought could know about Jon Snow and was about to spill the beans and 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 do a Game of Thronesy would would be Littlefinger. As soon as he's, like, trying to talk through his, you know, bloody gurgling, I'm like, oh, no, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. I know. I
0: I know what you mean. Like, I think he could have been a character, but, like, we had no evidence of him actually knowing. Just, like, similar to Varys, like, both of them could know for some reason, but, and I think it could have been likely, but they didn't. And that's okay. kind of what matters, I guess, at this point. But
1: OK, so let's get back to King's Landing, the King's Landing, where Tyrion is now going to go and talk to Cersei. Now, the whole time I'm thinking, all right, so all right, this is it, Pete. Like, you did it, you, you know, great job. Like, you know what? I dig and understand, you know, it, it must suck. Like, do you get to choose when you get, go out? <laughs> like, maybe, you know, maybe, you, maybe. Like uh, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm down with this. Like, dude, like one of the best performances of TV ever, Hands up there on. with Tony Soprano, up there with you know the best of the, of the best of the best. You know, Breaking Bad, uh, Lost. Uh, you know the the great male characters of our time. Um, so you know, uh, Mad Men, John. You know John Hamm, like. Mm-hmm. All these he is up there forever, and that's an incredible achievement. I don't know how he survived. It seemed to me to be very. I don't know. It confused me because I because I because then I felt like when she turns at the end and when she tells Jamie the opposite, I feel like that's the truth now. That what I said earlier is that we're gonna get forethinking Cersei and we're gonna get crazy Cersei. So forethinking Cersei doesn't drink the wine and doesn't want to deal and can't know. She can't fight the, you know, we all can't not fight in the great war with the white walkers. We have to deal with this because I want to have a kid and bring and do things with my life and, you know, rule Restros and whatever. But at the same time, I also think that she's crazy and she's drunk with power. Totally. And she's way crazier and worse than the mad King ever was and this kind of eeks Jamie because he made the ultimate sacrifice he ch- he killed the fucking he broke his oath with the fucking wor- world he's forever the king slayer forever nobody's ever going to call him anything else than that maybe sister fucker now when he goes walking around <laughs> flea bottom if he ever does but the idea that's presented to both of these to both of her siblings is crazy all right so can we talk about the The Cersei prophecy do you know about this
0: Uh, yes so the Cersei prophecy from and they actually showed it a couple seasons ago where she um, would have three children uh, they would all die and that she would be replaced by a younger prettier queen and that she would die by the hand of the Valencar, which translated from Valyrian is the little brother as it it he wraps uh, his hand around her neck, choking the life out of her, basically. So there there are many interpretations of that. Obviously there's the literal interpretation, there's more uh, nuanced interpretations where, you know, the little brother could be any little brother and it doesn't have to necessarily be her little brother, or it could be you know, a child of hers that's the youngest brother. Um, So she still obviously hasn't necessarily broken free of this prophecy um but i don't know it's interesting that she has these epic scenes with both of her siblings and they both call her bluff and because you know she wants to kill them both and she lets them both go free and um it it is interesting because she's talking about how uh, you know at the end of her scene with jamie how she still has this child but um there i don't know there still could could be a possibility that maybe she's just trying to play them all and like trying to get the sympathy card and um i I do think it's very likely she is actually pregnant at this point and we still haven't seen true evidence of it but um just by her actions and the way that she's been responding it seems to be true to the character um just a quick side note, because <laughs> I thought this as we were watching, but as Tyrion approached in uh, to Cersei's throne room or whatever it is, I was getting such a major, like, this is Luke Skywalker going up against the Emperor because Darth Vader <laughs> is, like, yeah. looming in the back. <laughs> he looks terrifying. He looks oh like Darth God. Vader right now. And it's I like mean,
1: a... it's just horrible that, <sighs> I mean, that guy is just so big. He's huge. I love that story from Peter Dinklage from The Daily Show where he's like, he had four chickens. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what he ate for dinner one night. I love that. That's the oh. coolest ever. He The mountain is awesome. Please stay around, mountain. Yeah, But and scary, scary, scary mountain.
0: He's a scary guy. And that's why it's like, it's not quite the same because, you know, we, we have no sympathy for the mountain. We don't want, like, we don't think right. he's ever going to turn to the light side or anything like that, but... We, it is too we,
1: late for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we 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 do think that he's going to be killed by the hound and that's how that's going to go. But yeah.
1: but uh, we'll never know. Okay, but okay. Um all right. So when how much are we to believe Cersei in her meeting with Jaime? Cuz I feel like this meeting is important, but it's also it's turning point, but is it and how can we be sure?
0: I mean, I think she's honest in that Euron is going to get the Golden Company. I, think. I
1: don't I be boy, yeah.
0: Really? I mean, because, like, on the one hand, I don't want her to bring 20,000 more men to the country. Because those are all more potential enemies to become whites. Which would be terrible. Um, especially if, you know, if... The North loses, and then she has to fight them. Then she's gonna lose. Um, why do you think that she that he's not going to get them? Do you think well, he's actually terrified and just going to go sit on his throne and just? I just don't.
1: I don't know how we should perceive um, Cersei now that she's just kind of gone full tilt. Like there's nothing impeding her choices at all, and. I think that at a certain point, you know, maybe we can't always take what she says seriously. You know, kind of like in the same way we deal with uh, the motherfucking president. Um, That, you know, they may say crazy shit, but we don't know if that's true all the time. And people may change their shit. And why would Cersei change from you know, kind of using Euron just as a game piece to making him have such a huge role and begin to replace Jamie for what he is. And that's kind of like what the mountain is, like the crazy metaphor around him. It's like, you know, Cersei always wanted to have like some dude who can just like destroy you or destroy whatever and act her ideas. Yeah. And now she has that. And now that she has that, it's totally not Jamie. She was totally nasty to Jamie when he came back. And yeah. now, like, here comes uh, Euron, and you know, at what point is it? Is it Euron? Also, is it like who? Uh, it's just, it's just crazy, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there. It's interesting how how quickly things have ch- turned around this season between Jamie and Cersei, in that uh, you know she she said something like, no, do not betray me again," and, and that was like when she told him about her pregnancy. You know, they had been sleeping together earlier and, but like she at that point had forgiven him basically for uh, the meetings, but behind her back, you know, she's like, just don't do it again. Cause at this point with, with the meeting um, between everyone, you know, just the fact that Jamie really truly believes that this is a threat and she doesn't see it as a threat. It is kind of a one eighty for her, you know. She had said one thing a few weeks ago, and now is is very much against him. And you know, I'm I'm happy about it because I want Jamie to be um, on the side of the living and get away from his sister. But it's it is interesting because like it's hard to see where her motives lie and and what her next steps are. And you know, from my perspective, I at the beginning of the season, like if you. Had asked me who I didn't think was going to make it out. I didn't think she was going to make it out of this season, but the closer and closer we got to the end, it was very clear that she's going to be a major player next season. And um, so I'm I'm still kind of unsure what what she's going to do. I think I think she's going to wait it out, and but you know it's it's snowing in King's Landing, so it's she doesn't have long. And if she decides, like there may be a breaking point where like she will have to come to the rescue for the living you know and basically what she did tell them you know told Jon Snow and and Daenerys that like you know remember this at the end of it all that I was the one that agreed to help so it's I don't know it's it's a tough tough show and they're they're really the, the writing for her in particular is very strong because it's hard to see. It's hard to see through the uh, the, the crystal globe, as it were. What what God hurt? Oh my God, man! All yeah. right. Um.
1: Okay, so now that we've covered, you know, pretty much what happened at King's Landing, Cersei comes back. She makes an agreement. You know, they're all now on their other ways. You know, Danny and John, they're out fucking on this awesome boat. We talked about Tyrion. Talked about what happened at Eastwatch. Talked about what happened at Winterfell. Um, yeah, so so now the
0: other major character that we haven't touched base on, um, who actually had a decent amount of screen time this week, was Theon. Um, like, uh, he okay. he was kind of put to the side for a while. Like he came back from uh, the ship battle where Yara and the Sand Snakes were captured and/or killed. And has been kind of waiting around. And um, here we we get to see actually a really great scene between him and John. And, you know, it's easy to forget that these guys are basically brothers. You know, they grew up together. And, like, there is a lot of history there. And um, I think Theon was looking to him. Um, I I don't know exactly. Like, I I imagine John might be slightly older. But I, I think... Um, it doesn't really matter. He's looking to him for acceptance in, as a Stark, you know, and and, and he gets that. And it, I think it, it motivates him to try to rescue his sister. And he's got this epic fight scene with uh, one of his bannermen, as it were, and, you know, gets kicked in the no nuts. So... <laughs>
1: What a you know, crazy that was a great fight it was a great moment but yeah. i hate theon so fuck theon and whatever <laughs> I, yeah I mean, they're, they're
0: trying they're trying to to bring him back around that redemptive arc i just don't think he has any chance of recu- rescuing yara you know I, if, if no yara
1: is dead whatever <laughs> happened we i predicted that Yara was going to die at every step and point of this podcast. I thought she was going to die in episode two. I thought she was going to die in episode three. I thought she was going to die in episode four. I thought she was going to die in episode five. I thought she was going to die in episode six. And now in seven, she didn't die. And what they said on the beach is important. They said, regardless of whether she's dead right now, she's going to be dead. She's effectively done. And... I understand like these pirates wanting to go to this island and fucking killing all these bros and taking their wives, but I also understand that Theon kind of had his own moment and Theon can do that and that's fine, but yeah, I'm but out it- on Theon and I don't want to and I don't enjoy seeing him. <laughs> I feel like he's just he he goofed. He goofed on the Starks. He goofed on the Starks from the very from beginning. The beginning.
0: He did. Yeah. And, you know, I think just from a practical standpoint, if Euron is truly going to Essos, I don't know what city, to get the Golden Company, if this is happening, how is The going to catch up to him and how is he going to rescue her? Like, where is he going? It just doesn't make much log- logical sense. It makes sense for the character to want to do that, but I just, I don't know. it it's interesting that at this point in the game, they're they're putting this side mission in there. Unless, you know, he miraculously rescues his sister, kills Euron, gets the golden company for Danny. I just don't see him succeed. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> I don't see him succeeding. I see him dying. And that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of dying. Yeah. This season, we didn't lose... As many people as I th- think we thought we would.
1: Nope. I thought there was gonna be at least a few deaths and nobody died.
0: So, you know, obviously last week we got Thoros, earlier this season we had Elena, some of the Sand Snakes. Um we were just talking nobody about Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody uh, cares. Littlefinger was, you know, the major death obviously this episode, but there's so many characters left. Like we just had them all in, in the dragon pit together. And there, so many of them might just die in, within the span of six episodes. And it's hard to handle, hard to process. Like, are we going to see people just chopped down and, or are we going to see anyone become a white and fight on the the wrong side?
1: No, (sighs) no, I think that I don't, I think that, like I said earlier, like the show has been so positive for so long that at a certain point, it has to turn. And I think that maybe next season is where that does. Or it doesn't. And I think that kind of having the expectations that they've built into us is kind of what they wanted. Like, they wanted to tell the best story they could. And here they are. And I just hope that um, they're... They're out there somewhere and they're excited to do it and they're not tired of it because I'm not. And I'm at the craziest fever pitch for Game of Thrones of my whole life, considering even reading the books. But I think that it's just such a crazy um, thing that the show has changed its format fundamentally for the past two to three years. Um, What are we to expect? And how are we as fans supposed to, you know, feel? And I think that ultimately this is the most, you know, film is supposed to evoke feeling. Like a great film is supposed to evoke the feeling inside you. And I think that this movie is, and not this movie, excuse me, this show has done so much more because not only does it invoke feeling, but it invokes your memory, it invokes your uh, intellect, it invokes your problem-solving capability, your critical thinking, it involves all of the different parts of your brain in a way that film or other shows can't really always compare to. And I know that it's not TV, it's HBO, (laughs) but fuck, dude. Like, time after time after time, like, just reminded that, first of all, how much I love this show, how much I love all the actors who are committing 100% and giving giving it their all, and um, you know, the amazing effects that when you see them, they're really mind blowing and astounding and seamless. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I appreciate, I appreciate the use of practical effects. <laughs> like, yeah. like that, like in the fact that the white was acted by a guy that a lot of the whites are acted by guys that they let, you know, people who are super huge fans and quasi celebrities jump in and play, you know, background characters. Like I, I love that shit. And I'm so happy to be a part of the fandom and to have gotten the opportunity to recount it on a podcast with you, Frank, my best friend, my podcast mate, my, yeah. my buddy. Like, what, like, first of all, what an achievement that we got to do this all the way through. Like, oh, that's yeah. great. But, um, hats off to, you know, uh, Benny Off and Weiss. Hats off to George R.R. R. Martin. Hats off to the execs at HBO. Hats off to Amelia Clark, Kit Harrington, uh, you know, um, uh, the lovely ladies of Winterfell, uh, just, you know, yeah. uh, everybody, Nikolai, Coster, Waldo, um, just thank you so much, and thank you for getting us, letting us play around in your world and getting to hang out and talk Game of Thrones. I think yeah. for next yeah. season, you know, um, we're going to have a, a crazy time.
0: Yeah, man. And I mean, like, do, is just... there
1: anything that we need to say? Like, I, I almost want to... Like, in terms of, like, this episode and, like, this season finale, like, I don't know if there's much more we I can add at this point, but in yeah. terms of next season, like, I don't know if I'm ready to speculate and just kind of float and rumorate, ruminate on how amazing this past season was.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of, uh, I think it needs a little time to, like, com- you know, understand, like, a lot of what we just saw you know it could be worth a rewatch sometime during the year because like it's supposedly there's a chance it might not even come back until 2019 which is a long time to wait um but yeah like a lot of the points that you just said were were really great like the, this show has has done so much like it, it has trained us to understand um you know that to not always look for all of the TV tropes like the it's like a game of like rock, paper, scissors. It's like, well, talk okay, about
1: no hugging, no learning. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you know,
0: you, you think they're going to do one thing, but then you're like, but it's game of Thrones. So they'll probably do this, but it's game of Thrones. So they might actually do this. And so you kind of have to like think in so many different ways. And most of the time they subvert our expectations and do something different. Um, yeah, this, this season has really upped the ante in terms of the CGI action. Effects. Like we had such great battles and, uh, the dragons are f- front and center. We haven't had much of Ghost, which makes me really sad.
1: but ghost will be back and he will uh, get his due he's the uh, last one really he's
0: the last really yeah because we're not gonna get more Nymeria. but um yeah, I, I, I don't yeah, I don't want to speculate too much on, on next season other than we have already probably have um, because it's a long ways away and there's probably. So, like, uh,
1: listen, I found out the other day that for a while we had over 100 subscribers to the RSS feed. mm, We had like 100 and something. That's awesome. awesome. Thank you, everybody. So, so listeners, like, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for getting a chance to check out our podcast. I hope you continue on listening. We're going to do something different. We're also going to take a bit of a break.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this has been an achievement, and it's also been... A, a trial of of sorts. you know, we we probably at the beginning of this podcast this year, we didn't think we were going to be weekly, but we love the show so much, and we know so many of you love it so much that we wanted to keep up with it and we didn't want to do some sort of truncated version. Um, but yeah, we we need a little break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going on vacation next week. <laughs> so, Frank where
1: are you going Frank, Where are you going on vacation?
0: I'm going to Boston. Um, you know, not not you're a super. You going to Boston? Yeah, not a super exotic place, but a. Uh,
1: Where a place are said I want to
0: get some history. Um, we're we're staying in Cambridge, like right in, near Harvard. There's some Marriott there that we're doing. We're gonna go to Fenway Park. I love my baseball, but you know we're Marriott. Listen, if
1: Marriott wants to sponsor this podcast, like we will do a t- 20 minutes on Marriott every week. <laughs> We love you Mormons. We do. We do. <laughs> We're fans. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay. That's awesome. I can't, I hope you have an amazing time with you and yours, the lovely Mrs. Marsilio, everybody. Um, okay, dude. Um, thank you so much for, for the commitment and doing this every week. It's been really a blast. Thank you. The listeners for tuning in and subscribing. Um, thank the the seven the old gods and the new for the amazing <laughs> season of Game of Thrones that we got. And I hope that everybody out there in Long Lost Heroes Land is having an amazing week and is wrapping up their summers accordingly with the Labor Day weekend. And as always, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. You can like and subscribe to our uh podcast on itunes you can email us to info at longlostheroes.net you can also check out our website at www.longlostheroes.net as always i am aj thank you so much everybody it has been a true pleasure and throw it back over to the best the one the only the best co-host in the land (laughs) frank marsilio
0: yeah i couldn't have said it better i'm frank We really appreciate everything and on to the next mission. Hopefully, we'll recap again in a couple of weeks. Maybe some news, maybe some. We're
1: going to talk about Star Wars. There's a Star Wars movie coming this year. Have you heard about it? (laughs) Star (laughs) Wars.
0: All right. Thanks so much, everybody, and we'll catch you next time.